Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to know if you're financially enabling someone. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Kimberly Foss is president and founder of Empyrean Wealth Management. Welcome back, Kim. Hey, thanks for having me, Veronica. Great to have you. So, Kim, you know, financial enabling, we often do this with our loved ones. We don't mean to hurt them. We want to help them. This often is an issue within some families. And so I really want to delve into this today and how you've seen it play out and how we can help people. And I know when we spoke prior, you said you worked with a grandmother who was financially enabling her grandson. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's just, it's so sad. It really does rip my heart out. But because because the grandparents really want to do the best for their grandkids and for our family members. In this situation, the grandson came to her. He was doing straight A's in high school, very excited, got into the college. She wanted to help. She basically gifted him, uh, her and her husband gifted them $20,000 for college. Um, he was texting through the year, throughout the year, giving her updates, sharing her, his report card with her, would come home on the breaks and go out. and So it was just a really great relationship. Then towards the end of the the year, things started falling off. And then during the first uh, part of the well, the first part of the summer, he basically asked for another five thousand dollars in between because he said he was going to go um, study abroad. Mm-hmm. And so then she questioned him on that after the summer was over, and or off I guess the next semester, nothing happened. He she want he wanted another twenty thousand. She gave it to him begrudgingly, but because you know she had this gut feeling. But you know it's a grandson. She loves him, and he's saying I'm doing well in school. Blah blah. blah. Anyway, long story short, it, it it turns out that he was basically conning her, and that he had the first year was fine, but then he met a girl. He ended up flunking out. He ended up moving in with her, and Grandma was supporting the two of them. You're kidding me. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. That's terrible to do that to your grandma. To, oh, it gets me so upset. And, and it, then the poor lady thought she was doing the right thing. She was. And, of course, you could imagine how absolutely devastated she felt betrayed. She felt, but then she felt guilty. And so, you know, she just didn't know what to do at that, at that point in time. And so, you know, when we came in, because she has other grandchildren, right? So when she came back in, I said, let's start, you know, by basically setting some parameters, and then we'll reimburse the children as or the grandchildren as they're through school. So we ended up working it out. But it was really sad. This boy never went back to school, and it was just not, it was, you know, it ended a relationship for them for a long time. Sure. They're, I'm sure they're going to, you know, be able to repair that. But um, that, was a, that was a devastating blow to her, and it really made her gun shy for the future. I would imagine. Yeah, that's a, that's a devastating situation indeed. So we don't want to fall into this situation. So what are some questions we should ask ourselves if we want to determine if we're enabling someone? Right, and it's often fine, you know, difficult to see the forest through the trees when it is your loved ones because you do yeah. not want to believe that. Just trust me on that one. I've seen it so many times. Sure. So if you ever feel manipulated by, this, by a person or, and you ignore your own feelings, in this case, that was exactly what the grandmother was doing. She knew that something was wrong, but she didn't, want to, she didn't want to address it because she didn't want to see what the outcome could have been. Um, but it's better to do that and to trust your gut and, you know, 
work towards a, a good solution in the long run for everybody. Um, financially supporting somebody who is just purely, you know, lazy, and especially if it's an able-bodied adult. Um, that's one of the things I've, I've seen many times with my clients. Um, finding, finding out um, uh, basically, con- you know, uh, well, let's just put it this way. Are, are you convinced that basically this person can't deal with life's blows if they lose a job, if they um, get divorced? And so they can't do anything without falling apart. So you need to come to the rescue, right? You need to come to the rescue. Uh, and the last one is just excusing the people's behaviors uh, you know, in regards to, like, okay, well, it was the economy, the, the Great Recession. They were out of work or they lost their house or what have you. To some extent, yes, but not, you know, three, four, five years after the Great Recession. You're still supporting the mortgage of your, you know, 45-year-old daughter or, and or his, her husband who's still not, out of, who's still not working. So it sounds like having some sort of time frame of how long you're going to extend your support for is, is important in terms of sending that boundary. Very important. Also then structuring that, that support may decrease over time. I had another client in that same situation. She was going to divorce and she needed support. And what we did is we basically said, okay, we're going to do X amount for the mortgage for the you know, six months. Then it's going to drop down for this six months. And then you're going to stop it after the six months. Got you. That's a good plan. So much of this, though, I think is driven by guilt. Is that is that a, a correct assessment? For example, maybe you feel guilty because you weren't the best parent as you thought you should be, or you know, you you wish you saw your grandparent, your grandchild more, and so as a result, you're trying to buy not buy them in, in consciously, but maybe subconsciously buy them um, their love and support or, or forgiveness even. Well, that is a big driving factor. I don't know if people, you know, realize that. I think that's a subconscious factor, but that's absolutely. And and or maybe you didn't have it, the grandparents didn't have it growing up and want to, you know, somewhat spoil the grandchild. That's another issue that that comes to comes to mind in this situation. But yeah, people feel guilty and so they act on the guilt and so they try to compensate with being able to provide financial support and or things or, or you know, tuition or, or yeah. support in some way. Do you have any tips for ascertaining if someone is is really just lazy or they, they <laughs> you know, like I know that's sort of like a broad question or funny question, but like how do you know that they're, they're just not capable of, of making it on their own and or, or it's just that they're lazy? Like how, how do you figure that out? Because I would think that's difficult to get that objectivity. It is, especially if you've been, you know, basically, you know, in- enabling them for some time. You don't know if they can get out there and hustle. You know, I love the, the saying is if you give a person a fish, you know, you feed them for a day. But if you teach them to fish, you feed them for life. Sometimes, you know, the, pa- the grandparent or the parent has to stop giving him the fish and start allowing him to learn how to fish himself. Otherwise, you're going to find that person in your, you know, basement until they're 65 years old. Right. And that, that's, that's a not a joke. I actually had a client that that happened to. You're kidding me. Oh, my no. goodness. That's just ridiculous. Wow. Um, especially if that person is able, able-bodied. There, there's really no good reason for that that I could think of. Yikes. Uh, no. And as you, as you age, too, you know, you, 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 you change your parameters and you change your philosophy on life. And so if you have financially, if you're financially able and have enough money for the rest of your life, you know, what are you going to do? So the people who maybe in the, in the past would never have done this in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, 
seem to do, be subjected to this in their 80s and 90s because what else are they going to do with their money? So I they see. get manipulated very easily. Oh, no. Oh, it gets worse. All right. So stop helping. Set a time frame for how much you're going to help. Um, what else should we be doing? You know, how can we empower people? You know, I, I just allow them to, you know, actions speak louder than words. Allow them to be able to take some responsibility on their own. So if, if especially if you have an adult child, um, let's say they're getting out of college and they've, you know, they've been supported, fine. Then let them take over the cell phone bill and then the next six months take over their health insurance or their car payment or what have you. Ease them into it. You don't have to just you know, cut it off at, uh, you know, just as, as they get out of school and, you know, basically sink or swim, right? But you can make sure that you take things away so that they can ease into adulthood. If you don't allow them to get out there and hustle, they're never going to learn it themselves. They're never going to be able to learn how to manipulate or not manipulate, to, to work with life situations. Indeed. Uh, great tips. Kim, we need to take a quick break, but I want to ask you when we come back, what do you do if you just can't bring yourself to say no to that loved one? Great. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Got money in the markets? Check out Your Money Matters from the Wall Street Journal. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. We're speaking with financial advisor Kimberly Foss on how to stop financially enabling our loved ones. Kim, we may want to stop enabling, but this can be so difficult to do. So I'm wondering what advice do you have for us when we just can't say no? Sometimes you just can't say no. Sometimes you just can't see the forest through the trees. And in that case, I would say, you know, get some outside help. If you have an advisor, you know, I always tell my clients, you know, put me as the bad guy, right? Put me in there and say, look, at my financial advisor and I met. I just don't have the financial ability to help you any longer. Let me be that bad guy. Or we've even brought them in, and I've been kind of sort of the mediator um, to help them, you know, wean them away. Um, and, and, and oftentimes the clients want me to be that. So I'm, I'm happy to do that for them. But you need to get outside help if you can't do it on your own. Otherwise, you know, maybe also get, um, you know, another family member to help sit down with this person and explain why you can't support them any longer and to have that other person be your reinforcement. But get outside help. Excellent tips, as always. Thanks so much for joining us, Kim. Thank you, Veronica. My pleasure. And do you have a family money or personal finance question you need answered? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.